Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential in our mindfulness series. And as you know, I've been trying to bring experts in mindfulness and meditation, but with different perspectives on how they practice and how it will help you personally as well as professionally. So joining me today is Dr. Serena Goldstein, and she is a naturopathic doctor and also has a very impressive history in psychology. So thank you, Serena, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I can't wait to get in this discussion. For my listeners and viewers, I want to know how many of you have ever struggled with your weight? And everybody will be. (laughs) In fact, I actually just uh, over the last uh, 18 weeks have lost 17 pounds. Man, did I have to work hard at it. And before I was doing what I was doing, I was not sure I was going to be able to do it because of something we're going to talk about, which is hormones. (laughs) And I found some success, but I know that for me, mindfulness really played a huge role in it. So first of all, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice and, and a little bit about why mindfulness plays such a big role in what you do every day. Yeah. Um, so I, while I practice uh, from New York City, I can really go anywhere because I do office and of course virtual. Been doing that for a while now. But my original background started with psychology when I was in high school. I had my life changed from, you know, by a therapist and I wanted to get my PhD just like her. So like totally stuck on that doctor route. And, you know, and of course, in all of this, I always enjoyed talking to people, being around people. They could always, it just felt good. Um, And then fast forward to finding out about, well, you know, I didn't, um, the conventional medicine route wasn't quite right, but I knew there was more out there. Maybe call that manifestation, but what did I know over, you know, like 15 years ago, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, And this just seemed like the perfect medicine of incorporating psychology, this mind, body, spirit. Um, But outside of all the, you know, where I get a little, you know, with all the marketing type wording is that doctor is teacher, really letting the person come back into their body. And it was so much of what I stood for as, well, clearly the mitral and proactive that I had as a teenager wasn't exactly up to snuff when, 
you know, partly into med school, I gained I think almost 30 pounds in about three and a half mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. And I'm five feet. Or oh, that's boy. what my driver's license says, we'll put it that way. <laughs> and in that rude awakening, it's like my hormones went as crazy as I did. And it, all of a sudden there was no recalibration, no balance, forget about my emotions. And as badly as I wanted liposuction, it was deep down that I knew that mm-hmm. I wouldn't be satisfied with the quick fix. I had the quick fix as a teenager and it still exploded in my face. So what was I missing? Mm-hmm. And that was really now experiencing the medicine and the healing firsthand. But it wasn't just naturopathic medicine. It was also, there's more out there. And that's what I work on a lot with patients is I can help guide you. I know a lot. I go into modalities that we weren't even taught in school, but it all comes down to it's all medicine. What I take pride in is helping you understand where do you really align and where do you feel really good? We'll go through all the hard blood work. I speak, you know, I to a lot of MDs, we speak really well doctor to doctor. And then I also speak to therapists, nutritionists, chiropractors, and to really get you this care that wherever you need, so then you also learn to become your own best healer and have that trust within yourself. You know, you said something there that really sparked a memory in me, excuse me, and that was, you know, I gained that freshman 15 and then some in college. Um, But, and in fact, I remember watching this video of the first Thanksgiving I came home because my brother was always taking videos and I didn't know who the woman was on the film who was eating this giant plate of pie. And then I realized, I mean, I saw this video like 10 or 15 years afterward and I realized it was me. And I remember yelling at the video going, put the pie down, <laughs> put the pie down. But I also suffered from depression and I, I suffered from depression. Well, I have my whole life, but you know, near the end of high school and then in college. And it never dawned on me until I just made me think about when you were talking about that, how the gaining of the weight, not just what you feel emotionally from gaining weight and not feeling good about yourself, but what I had done to my body and my hormones by the greasy food and the late nights and the, you know, the college party atmosphere, that those things also affected my hormones and therefore it affects how the mental and physical all plays together. And it's more than just one into the other. It's at some point it drops down a notch. And that's Mm -hmm. why healing can feel like such an uphill battle. Or the moment we feel like we're on top of the world, all of a sudden something else comes and we feel. And it's this very either or. And that's where I do start talking like root and sacral chakra because that's very indicative of hormone imbalance in and of itself. We know that balance starts from within. So if we don't really have that balance in our own life, How can our hormones, which affect from our gut to our muscles, to our bones, to literally every other system, because we are still in a body where these ologies help in a focus, but at the end of the day, I'm also a trained primary care. I have patients come in with hormone issues and weight stuff, but then, oh, there's a whole picture underneath But we see that relationship because that younger woman eating the pie, 
to me, I, I actually thought maybe she needed that. That was her version of self-care. It wasn't yeah. about no, don't, or don't do. That will come naturally the more we learn to love and trust ourselves. But it's yeah. honoring wherever we are because all of that got us to this amazing moment. In- I think when I watched that, you know, I was so far beyond that and I had come off the weight again and, you know, to look back and not recognize that person, but you're absolutely right. I needed, I needed something then and I was trying to find other ways to fill it. And, you know, as you get farther and farther away and you can look at from things from a distance, you wish so much you could go back and say, let me just give you some advice. But at the same time, we have to all go through our journey in order to get where we are and have that clarity of mind and thought. Yeah. And, and actually on my end, when you shared that, because I also gained the freshman 15, so I was a competitive gymnast. So a lot of my ego and self-worth was wrapped up in my perfect body. Mm. And I literally didn't understand that my body was even capable of gaining weight because I used to like down chicken parm heroes and pizza and dessert and like, Uh go right to sleep, wake up, repeat the, you know, that was like my once in a while treat, but I've, I was a human garbage disposal for the amount of food that I could have or, you know, that I had. And I remember when I gained that weight, it was a complete dissociation from how I felt about myself and who or what I saw in the mirror. And like, I almost didn't fit into my marching band uniform at the end of those months either. And I remember then I would go out to eat with friends and I would freak out if anything was sauteed in oil. I guess mm. that's, so that's when I started food restricting. Mm. And, you know, I would joke, I'd walk around like a South Beach bar in one hand and my list of don'ts, you know, in the other, and then make sure I go on and kill myself on the elliptical multiple times a week for 40 minutes. And it really does become while yes, it could be what we needed, and but then the intention behind it, and sometimes the yeah. intention is worse than yeah. you know what we're actually <laughs> the action itself. So, how do you work with your patients to integrate mindfulness into their overall healing, especially if maybe they've never been in, introduced to it? Yeah. So, in a lot of their concerns, because once again, we are so, as I say, wonderfully multifaceted, even if we don't feel like that coming in, people have tried a lot. You know, given the day and age that we are in, people are generally healthy or they do have a sense of what they need to do. So, the more I can help link up and say, no, you're not crazy, but actually thyroid with hormones and weight and cholesterol. They're just, I always see a number of patterns within people and with those patterns, sometimes it's how they handle things that it could be extended into their life. So then I get to say, hey, it may sound like a lot, but here's really the big, like, here's the main streamline that we're going through. And look, your family history helps support that and so forth. And then starting really basic. I do a lot of diet diaries, but it's more about letting the person understand what works with their body. Like I have patients who don't like kale. Fine, there's a million other green vegetables. <laughs> like, you know, or go plant some, you know, if they can. Um, so starting basic, when it comes to supplements, I say supplements are there to supplement, not replace. Mm-hmm. So it also means 
you know, coming into that mindfulness of eventually I have patients reminding, hey, you haven't given me this supplement for a while. Can I get it again? Oh, and sometimes I'll just, oh yeah, no, totally. Hey, it works. So really fostering that communication, starting bit by bit. Sometimes we need to really hone in on diet first and maybe put sleep by the wayside. Sometimes sleep is really the thing that's inhibiting their life. So we do maybe a few things with diet, but always checking in on that intention. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden taking what seems like so much, bringing it down to, because the fact is if you drink more water and eat a vegetable and even something like sleep, you are helping so much more than you can ever think of. So mm -hmm. now you're also maximizing everything that you do as well. So, You know, when I um, started working on the last, you know, 17, 18 weeks, I was, I recognized and was becoming a lot more mindful. I do a lot of meditation and, and uh, a lot of guided meditations, but I was really trying to focus on, okay, so what have I been eating and how have I been eating it? And I, my entire life, I've had this sugar issue. I mean, I love candy. I am 51 years old and I will down a box of, you know, of uh, Red Hots or Nerds or you name it. I, I'm like old school candy. I, I was my... going to say all my childhood. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I have been trying to, you know, find this balance in myself where I'm not beating myself up for when I have those cravings, but can I be more mindful of what I'm doing? So, you know, so if I had them and I had them around, I'd measure out what I was going to have. And then I started thinking, you know, it's really not about that candy. There's something else that's associated with that with me. And so as I worked through it, I ended up finding this Ghirardelli chocolate, dark chocolate that has these little raspberry bits in it. They're almost like crystallized yeah, raspberries, yeah. <laughs> super dark chocolate. And I, I give myself one square a day if I want it. I haven't had one today and I probably won't have one today. But when I eat it, I do nothing else. I am not looking at my computer. I am not watching television. Maybe I might be sitting outside in my little patio area, but I focus on that square of chocolate. Mm -hmm. And I just enjoy it. And I don't feel guilty about it. And I don't, um, I don't have more than that. If I wanted to have more, I would let myself have more. But I've found that just that mindfulness in trying to understand, you know, is it a sugar addiction or was it a sugar habit or what was I trying to fill with that? And can I replace it with something that's a little bit better for me and really truly enjoy it? Now, I'm not saying that I'm not going to go off the deep end next time it's peeps season because I love marshmallow peeps. Um, but, you know, between now and then, that's also associated with other memories and things with me. How can I be more mindful of what I do? so that I'm not sabotaging my body and all the gains that I've been making, but it's, it's not easy. No, it, it really isn't. And you bring up a good point of there's that mindfulness piece. And then a lot of what I'll talk to people about is there's how you want to feel because you can have that one square, you can have 10 squares, um, you know what, if you want to eat a whole mountain of peeps, go for it. But is it in line with how you want to feel? The next piece to that is, what do you want to do with your life? Where are, are you satisfied with what you're doing? Who's in your life? And most of all, you as a person, 
And what's interesting now is we have a lot of different generations on this planet all at once, mm -hmm. which means a whole lot of potential unhealthy coping mechanisms as we've seen over the generations. Because we've also, in I'd say even the past 50 to even 100 years, we've evolved the fastest in humanity that we ever had. We still have energetic ties to our ancestors. So it's not just us clearing our stuff and what people have told us that we didn't know how to compute properly, but then because we all have our own blueprints, so yes, I am into astrology, because so we already have this predisposition on how whatever is coming in on the outside is going to get translated into us, which is why there's also whatever concerns we have kind of line up with whatever habits we have, you know, in the day-to-day -day life. Yeah. So when we're working on changing, it's not just purely a habit because the moment we evoke change, we are now opening the floodgates or, you know, depending on how quickly or slowly per se, because at the same time, the universe is not going to give us anything we can't handle. So it's not like open up, rush in. But in the sense of that change is going to bring up some stuff. Yeah. And it's finding what you love, the support of people. So once again, finding this balance of, as you grow conversely yet deepening as the person, do you have those mechanisms in place and that kind of presence? So that's what I found meditating to do. Um, um, yeah. Talking about that, because I, w I work primarily with leadership and sales professionals, I see, I don't always bring this up when I'm talking to, you know, I, well, I never really bring it up most of the time when I'm talking to large groups or training them. But when people are reaching out to me individually about different challenges they're facing, I'm always uh, curious about whether or not their challenges on their professional side are, are mirroring some of the challenges they have on their physical side. So are they sleeping well? Are they, you know, comfortable in their weight? Are they active and fit? I do talk about that a lot, about how important as you're trying to continue to be better as an employee, you have to be taking care of your physical body and move and, and make sure that you are moving those endorphins through your body. But when you're looking and when you're talking with people who may be really out of balance in a lot of those areas, you know, do you see that, do you see that impact on their, not just their personal, but also their professional lives when they, when one part of this is out of whack, when their physical is out of, out of, out of whack? 100% because the same control that they're demonstrating in business is gonna be the same control in the routine that they have in their life, not being mindful, present, inability to plan, they're, they're still a holding on. And weight is also, pro so that's, you know, or like even when I do diet diaries, I usually tend to put in stuff, so same, so same concept, put in the stuff, put in the stuff that makes you feel good because then ultimately whatever doesn't work will just not work. And it doesn't become this rule or this rigidity or everything else that we've kind of been conditioned to. And same thing with work. If there's an attachment, then that means there's nowhere to go. So a lot of the times either I'll, you know, people will also come to me with, okay, they're 
they're doing a lot and oh my god and then work and my schedule how to you know just to squeeze me in and it's like this is your self-care and it takes a few months to really and on the other side of things maybe they they could also be once again generally healthy but if they don't really know what or where else to go because also letting your guard down is really hard I mean, yes. I even say, because I do offer complimentary phone calls too, just as a, I say, even just booking a phone call and being open, kudos. Yes. Well, and I was going to say, you know, I would think that anybody who's going to call you, you know, working with a naturopath is different than working with their, you know, primary care physician. You have to, I would think that most people would have a little bit more expanded or open mind um, if they're reaching out to you because they're looking for alternatives. Um, but even then, do you have people who say, okay, this is, it's all right. I can accept, you know, the natural things that you're going to go do with me and the diaries and all that, but you know what, I'm going to put my foot down on, you know, doing any meditation because I've done that. I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. Do you hear that from your patients ever? Oh, I'll hear that. I'll hear the, I'm not taking any pharmaceuticals. Um, actually, I feel like half my practice, and, and I say this with love, you know, both to patients and the other, my other colleagues is, MDs are not bad people. I know sometimes they don't say the greatest things, but unfortunately, their education and the system does not cater to what people are going through right now. Um, I, I do get, or the other uh, side I'll get is, well, I only want to go natural. And what can you give me for this kind of in that we'll do a supplement instead of a pharmaceutical. And that's, and I can, and I'm just going to speak, you know, just yes to my, well, say my profession, but also me, the, the doctor, the human being is that I don't I feel that does people a disservice. So as I work, so when I do start to work with people, it's because I've helped them understand that there's no quick fix. Because I know a lot about your body. I know a lot about the mental, emotional, spiritual. I will do everything I can from standard of care to the esoteric, but it doesn't mean I can control So in all that, what I can help you do 100% is learn about your body. And that will be through meditation. However, meditation is not just sitting there going home for an hour. So (laughs) let's get that out of your head. So once again, the preconceived notions. You know what? Go somewhere and stare at a picture of nature or go on a hike and take your favorite playlist with you. Mm -hmm. Let that be your meditation. So now it's also opening up the gate of same thing, like where natural medicine was once, okay, take this instead of the drug, but now it's, oh, we look at nutrition and sleep and you aren't supposed to be on certain supplements forever, you know? And so same thing with meditation, it's taking all the stigmas away saying no, it is literally just finding time to stick your bare feet in the dirt and imagine some roots coming down and take five deep breaths. It will take you a minute, not even. Then you can go back inside and and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I don't feel like being as busy. Oh, 
really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, found some center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I find when it's addressed in that very practical, um, that's perhaps part of my pride of being a native New Yorker where I had a resume going into high school because I also played the trombone and performed in Carnegie Hall when I was 14. So I know the go, go, go. Right. And it's not that, and it's not that you can't, but how many times in your life has your most brilliant idea come from when you wake up in the middle of the night or when you wake up in the morning or when you are out having fun with a friend, when you're not thinking about it. Right, exactly. Yeah, when you're allowing your mind to be a little at rest and just sit there, absolutely. Well, I am loving this. We're near the end. So two questions. One, I know we'll have all your contact information in the show notes, but if somebody can't wait to look that up, where's the best place for them to find you? The best place is my website, which is drserenagoldstein.com. I have a newsletter, all my social media is there. I do complimentary 30 minute phone calls. Any thoughts, questions after this? I love to talk to people and be in touch. So yeah, please do reach out. I love it. So as we near the end here, any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Trust your intuition. It's really freaking hard though. So don't be so hard on yourself either. Even if you do have to tell yourself that sometimes there, there's an unknown and there's trust and we were all put here for a reason. And it's really all good at the end of the day. I love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Serena Goldstein for joining us today. I look forward to staying connected. Same here. All right. Thanks again. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.